In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I am so honored and blessed to have Dr. Fred Moss here with us. How are you, my friend? It is great to see you, Pamela. I've never been in a more spectacular space in my life than I am at this very second. And I really want to honor that. And there's something like right around the corner about, oh my goodness, things are just disintegrating all over the space. Who am I to say that things are so great? And what I really get is the brand, you know, this idea of I get to own or I get to be the welcome to humanity guy. And the welcome to humanity guy really takes a look at all of this as being just exquisite parts of life. The the great stuff, the enjoyable stuff, stuff and then the low vibration and terrible and you know treacherous stuff it's all part of this amazing human experience we're all having so I guess that's called doing great so thanks for the question <laughs> thank you so much for being here my friend and I, I just I just can't wait to get into your journey who you are everything you stand for and it's just so exciting but I always start off with my most favorite question basically what really inspired you to the journey that you're on today Mm -hmm. Well, I've been looking at that, you know, I'm, I'm putting together some some events in the near future the an important event that I'm sure we'll talk about called the find your voice summit and I'm teaching a course, you know, called the true voice podcasting course and I'm sourcing people to find their own voice or to reinvent or re or transform or reconfigure the narrative of what mental illness and mental health is all through conversation. I think that there's a real sense that I have that conversation connection communication creativity are at the heart of all healing of all conditions. Now you could say what compelled me to get there. I, upon looking at this, really taking some deep dives in it in the last several weeks as I uh, sort of prepare for these upcoming events and who I am as a facilitator and teacher and what's being looked for from me, I realized that I actually arrived to earth to be this guy. And what I mean by that, that's not just poetic license. I really mean it. On March 1st, 1958, the day that I was born, I was born into a family that was looking for me to assist them in organizing their communication, conversation, and healing. That's exactly what my brothers told me I was here to do. And that I succeeded in doing that, throwing myself in some ways to service of my family. I was really funny. I was really precocious. I was apparently super cute. You know, they would call me out into the social commons area, whether that be the living room or wherever I was taken to entertain with my intellect or entertain with my smile or my laughter or and what I really get you know this idea of what compelled me when did it all start I sometime a few weeks ago got that it started on March 1st 1958 at 3:53 a.m. when I was born and all that's really happened is I've gone through a journey just searching desperately for where can I make the greatest impact through conversation where can I make the greatest impact through communication and connection Sometimes I've run into some dead ends. Sometimes I've run into, oh, I thought this was going to work. 
but it apparently doesn't. Or uh, there's other times where I've been really certain that I was on my way to doing something that was going to be effective and it was either less effective or not effective and needed to go back to the drawing board. Each time any of these happen, all the leaps, all the accolades, all the growth and development courses or, or diplomas or awards has really just refueled me to be here again, which is right at the source of true voice, right at the source of welcome to humanity, right at the source of making a difference through conversation and human connection. So it's never been a more pure, authentic ride than it is right now. And it's alignment. There's an alignment and there's an integrity. There's a freedom. There's an honest sort of untethering that now has me speaking. I hear myself actually speaking a truth and not having to care so much about what I should say and just being who I really am. And I think that's speaking to what you asked earlier. That is where this experience inside of the hell and heavens that were many of us are experiencing simultaneously calls for alignment. It calls for right now. It calls for true voice. I don't think any of us are very comfortable anymore saying stuff like, you know, I'll get around to that in a couple of years. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no longer even a possible answer to questions. Right. You don't know what two years is from now. So the time really is now. And the only way we're going to get there is through conversation, is through saying what, what matters to us, no matter what it is. And uh, it's all led to this, including my time as a pizza delivery guy. I loved making pizzas back when I was a teenager. I loved delivering pizzas in Ann Arbor when I dropped out of college the first time or the second time. There's now something like, you know why I love delivering pizzas? Because I got to meet such great people on the other end. Mm -hmm. Knock on that door and you got a group of happy people about to get happier because I'm giving them a box of goods yeah. that they get to eat and communicate. They're happy to see me on time. They're happy they have a warm pizza. They give me an extra dollar for hurrying up and getting it there. And I now have created connection through human conversation through a pizza. It's been the same ride whether I was delivering pizza or graduating from medical school. I absolutely love it, Dr. Fred. Like it is just absolutely fascinating. And the, when I said, oh yeah, I delivered pizzas. And then you said, I was like, wow, this is incredible. You have such an intense passion for conversation and for just humanity in general. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. You said it started from day one since you were born. So I am 100% convinced that this was your purpose here on earth and you're continuing to live it out. And that is why you feel such intense passion when you speak and you love what you do and who you are and, and what you're about. And I adore it too. Where did this all stem from? Like, whoa, who inspired you at a young age? What did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's a really great question. Where did it stem from? I think that I guess I am going to go back to my family of origin. There's something like both of my brothers and my parents and then my sister, which born was born a couple years after me. And I got to see that there was at least four different ways of looking at the world. My mom, my dad, my brother and my other brother. I'd be like, oh, look it. The more I learn, the more I see that there are multiple realities. Mm. My brother here and mom there disagree about the same thing and they're both sure they're right is really interesting to me. And that they're both right. So there was something like, I have a brother who is a psychiatrist, so I had this idea, well, maybe that's the place you can go to communicate. Or I read books really early and I loved reading until it became something that I had to do for a grade and then I hated it. 
there has always been something like cutting through the nonsense and getting, you know, like the people, you know, I, I've always liked comics. I liked David Letterman back in the day because there was something, he had a real answer. He had like, he was just laughing at the nonsense inside of humanity. I like Bruce Springsteen for the same reason. There was some, you know, when Bruce Springsteen in 1975, when he hit the town, there was something like, oh, you are bringing a truth, sir. You, they're like a truth that was missing. I like supreme athletes, athletes who are on the front edge of their game. Like they're not chasing anybody. Obvious, you know, Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or Roger Federer, you know, or Gretzky. These are people who it's like, what happens when the only thing to chase is improving yourself? Like there's no one in front of you. Eventually, when I dropped out of college, it was really as a result of learning that, oh, this is not a place that is actually promoting communication. I <laughs> thought it was going to be a place where I would finally meet people and just be able to explore intellectually and spiritually all that's in front of us as human. No, I didn't see it that way. I saw once I got into college, I was like, okay, sit your butt down and regurgitate back all the nonsense we're giving you day after day. It's like, wait, that doesn't really work for me. And so I have to leave. You know, when that happened, there was new fuel in, okay, how can I call out the nonsense respectfully enough to not disrespect anybody who's caught up in the nonsense, right? How can I shine a light on, hello, there's a <laughs> lot of nonsense here. What can we do together? How can we create a workable situation inside of an obstacle-filled environment? I guess, you know, there are some physicians that I'm interested in. Like, I love the story of Hahnemann, for instance, the father of a homeopathy. You know, he just finally just gave up on regular medicine. Allopathic, he's the one who who defined the word allopathic. And he's like, mm, that's not working for me. I'm going to create something that actually does work. He did that, you know, and then, I don't know, there's something like free speaking. So, you know, I guess I look to the Beatles or Kennedy. So 64, when I was like six years old, you know, there was like Kennedy was became a little bit important. Then the Beatles became very important to me. And it was like, oh, love and peace. And, you know, I went to Washington in my brother's van for a peace march. And, and when I was 11, there's just something like, hey, it can't be as cruddy as some people think it is. Like, there must be an opportunity to create. And mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix, you know, the Led Zeppelin, you know, these were also really important people to me. I guess I hear myself saying musicians and then artists. My mom was a, a pretty good piano player. And it was like, how can I both enjoy life, submit to life and be a contribution to life all at the same time? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think you're getting to the heart of the matter. That's just who I am. I don't know what launched me because I don't remember ever being before this. Yes, because I feel like you've always questioned. Dr. Fred, I feel like you've always questioned things like, why is this the way that it is? Well, right. And that rebel from a young age, just like me, I would always ask questions. I'm like, well, why? You know, like what? Why? 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 And I would get into these philosophical debates all the time. And it was like, but really, why is it that? Like when you were explaining about your college experience, you're like, uh, I'm not here to regurgitate information. I'm here to connect, intellectually learn, gain new perspective, do all these things. And here you are just like throwing things at me that had no value to my life, which is how I felt a lot of the time too. So when you were saying that, I was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and I was really look at the life, you know, I look at the life I've had and there's times when it really had been down in the dumps or whether in some kind of personal trouble or some kind of interpersonal trouble or some kind of in between spaces of what's what I'm going to do next or who I'm going to be next or what city I'm going to live in next or which job I'm going to take next. And I think I really got to a space where I found myself almost willing to do anything and to be anyone, as long as it may, had a possibility of creating a breakthrough in the world of communication, gosh, I'm willing to go to some serious edges to make that happen. And so today, you know, as the founder of Welcome to Humanity, as the founders of True Voice Podcasting Mastermind and Growth and Development Course, and now as the founder of the Find Your Voice Summit, which is coming right around the corner on the on uh, January 20th, and that's core team met again. And this summit and all the future of this summit is really about being a, a pair of shoulders that people can stand on to refine their voice, like actually find their voice, refine their voice, define their voice, and then deliver on this voice, like to actually make a difference in what matters to them. Because the greatest tragedy in the world, the greatest crisis in the world isn't what we think it is. No, it's not that. It's not sex trafficking. It's not racism. It's not COVID. What it is, is that we're all being stifled and we're all letting ourselves be muffled and be muted. And we're no longer speaking our true voice. And I think the greatest tragedy in the world is to live a full life and never even once address what really you're about. And I want to make it a possibility in these times, in these Oh, so difficult and urgent times to have people get access to what is a true voice, whatever it is, whatever it is, having nothing to do with whether I think you're right or I agree with you. No, just how about your true voice? Let's hear that. Imagine a world where true voice was really welcome everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. I love that, Dr. Fred. Now, before we get into your true voice and how to find that and how it's connected to mental health and all of that, how did you find your true voice mm. and accept it? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And there's been some new breakthroughs again. And like I said, it's a day-by-day -day, day -day adventure and exploration to my true voice. So in after I dropped out, I, I decided, well, you know, when I came home, I told my mom, I'm not going to do, do college ever again. She said, uh, Okay, well, you got to get a job. So she got me a job as a childcare worker at a state mental health facility. And there I was again noticing that all that was being asked of me was to communicate with these adolescents who were, you know, five and seven years younger than me. So I decided that I would go back to school in order to be a doctor because I really didn't like the way psychiatry was dealing with these kids. And I thought, well, you know what? I have everything it takes to be a, actually an effective psychiatrist and I'm not gonna do it the way you're gonna do it. I'm gonna actually gonna do it in a way that um, creates positive growth. So it's worth it to me. So I'm actually gonna go back to school. And 13 years later, I'm back in, you know, graduating with a residency in child and adolescent psychiatry. I really had this idea that this was going to be the space for which I learned communication. I mean, where else but psychiatry, the essence of a communication, science and art. Well, lo and behold, in 1987, uh, Prozac was introduced to the community and Prozac really altered. The impact that Prozac had on the world is not much larger than the impact that this present condition is having on the world. People were, you know, there was talk about putting Prozac into the water system of the United States big cities. The idea that Prozac was, you know, sort of the cure for all your ills. 
This was not a small thing. This Prozac, this green and white pill, was on the cover of Newsweek, on the cover of Time, and on the cover of U.S. News and World Report all in the same month. There was an opportunity here to look at a change in the whole narrative that describes what mental health is. Now it became that if you have any discomfort, it's wrong. Now that it became if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're like moody, then there's something wrong with you. And not only is there something wrong with you, we have a pill that we're gonna give you. Now, all of a sudden, psychiatry over the next several years became the non-communication science and art. All the other mental health providers were, they were, you know, they do the communication. And when they were done communicating, if it didn't work, they would just send the patient to us so that we could bang them with some medications. Oh man, that isn't what I wanted either. To answer your question, there was a massive misalignment going on inside me at that time. Now, I was really good as a psychiatrist. I learned everything I needed to know. I, you know, I'm still a psychiatrist. It's just more that I no longer was, I was getting bent again. I no longer could speak my two voice. What was being asked of me was being monitored by panels, by jurisdictions, by medical boards, by, you know, the psychiatric industry as a whole. So most recently, what I really got was you know, in the last, I'd say five to maybe since uh, you could say from 2006 forward, but it's something like in the last five or 10 years, really, this idea the further I walk into discovering my true voice, whether that through be through uh, spiritual learning, whether it be through organized growth and development courses and involvement or meditation or nutrition or uh, healing relationally, I hear myself again becoming articulate and no longer being violent with what I have to say, you know, thinking that like I have something now that I get to be sort of representative of a true voice. What is my true voice? My true voice is that I am the source for all others to find their true voice. And that's what's interesting to me. I have a funny place in the world, a very powerful place in the world, and I can actually speak to that being the essence of all healing. And frankly, I can't think of anything better that I would want to do. And noticing that I'm not stuttering, noticing that I'm not remembering what to say when or what the journal says, there's a real opportunity for me to get that finding my true voice is just making sure that what I say, or at least exploring or continuing to incrementally improve that what I say is represents who I am. And who I am is what I say. And I get to be the person I say I am and that you count on me to be. And when I'm not, I know how to fix that as well. And really just, you know, being humble to the challenges of life, this impermanent life that we have that's going to end. And when and between now and then, we might as well live it to the highest level. And I have some access to doing that. I surround myself with super extraordinary world-class players as a rule. That's all I have is world-class players in my inner circle. That's all I have. And almost everyone is a world-class player, by the way. Like all your listeners are probably world-class players. I just only want you to be at your world-class level when you're hanging out with me. I love that. Yeah. I love that, Dr. Fred. I mean, just your, your journey and your trajectory is absolutely incredible. And in finding your truth and who you surround yourself with now, it's absolutely remarkable. And obviously the impact that you're creating is outstanding. I just love that you went into it knowing that as a doctor, you were going to do it differently, mm -hmm. which is really, really incredible. And especially in the mental health sphere where it's so difficult. I mean, I can't tell you how many friends and family members, and I mean, we've all know, even personally, right. We've all gone through something. It's not, you know, we're not, nobody's immune. Right. Yeah. And for you to step into this role, I think is absolutely incredible. And I mean, you've launched books and now you've got your creative eight coming out. 
which is super amazing. And I'd love to hear your insight on how you got to that and how you got to writing it and maybe some sneak peeks on it. Oh, sure. So Creative Aid is actually a book that I that's already written. The new book is, is uh, so I have an access to that. It's called Creative Aid Healing Through uh, Creativity and Self-Expression. That's uh, that's the tagline of the book. And that book's already written and available. And I we can offer a free copy of that to your listeners, either the audio version or the PDF version. We'll leave that. That's on welcome to humanity.net forward slash uh, creative eight. Um, and so that's really fun. And you can take a look at that at your leisure. The book that I have now is actually called uh, Find Your True Voice. And Find Your True Voice is for leaders and coaches and consultants who are really ready to make their big impact. Now, a lot of us have been listening to people for a long time or caring for people for a long time and, and in some ways have decided that what we have to say is secondary to what other people have to say. They're bursting. People are bursting to finally have their way, uh, their way, the capacity to say what they want, rediscovering that which is already there that they love to be talking about or love to be exploring. Find Your True Voice looks at a ways to get to that in perhaps the number one way, and I think this is kind of interesting, is through podcasting. So there's never been, there's never been and nor will there ever be a more powerful medium to deliver true voice into the world instantly and to a group and to a set of ears that are eagerly and urgently awaiting what we have to say than the world of podcasting right now. It explodes over the top of, of, of any kind of social media platforms. It explodes over the top of any kind of expert speaking platforms. The opportunity is to put this stuff in recording form or in live stream form. Who's ever listening to this now is like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I came to listen to. And if it isn't, they'll be listening to something else that they care about. But when you bring an important topic into podcasting, you own it. There's no real fear of cancellation culture. There's no real fear of constriction of what you have to say. There's an opportunity right now to actually speak a true voice and to explore with others what does that really look like. So the new book is really about opening up that avenue. It's not so much about the book itself, although I did have a great deal of fun writing it. It'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, the book itself is more an entryway, a, maybe um, a challenge and an invitation to all of humanity to get what's in the way out of the way so that you and us and all of us can at least have a shot of speaking our true voice while we're still here. Because it really is temporary. It is. Even if it's several years from now, even that's temporary. Everyone I know who has ever lived before us isn't here anymore. It's like, it's temporary. And so maybe today's the day. Maybe the time is now to actually deliver on that. And that's what this book really addresses. I absolutely love that because it's coming out at such a pivotal point in history, right? So, I mean, right now, like so many things are shifting and changing. And I say that COVID has had two sides of the spectrum, right? A really negative one, it's like we talked about before the call, or a really positive one, right? For once, for once, people have been shaken out of their routine. Mm -hmm. Right. And 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 forced to do something different, right? right. Than their, regu their regular nine to five and do this and just say their routines were broken. Things were basically forced to shift, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people with that time have taken the time to be like, what am I really doing? Mm-hmm. So many people I know have done that and then have shifted and transformed and quit their jobs and gone into like their own businesses and all of these things. And a lot of people are struggling to figure out what that purpose is because, you know, they, with that broken routine, 
they realize that their purpose is broken. Like they, they're like, I, I am so far away from my higher self and who I am and what I'm supposed to be. I just don't feel it. Right. And this will like, you know, this also divorces are happy. Like all of these things, like there's a lot of clearing of energy and a lot of people are looking to align themselves with their true voice and their true inner self and who they are truly at, at the highest level. Right. And it was almost forced to do that. And then of course there's a negative impacts of businesses closing and all of these, you know, financial worries and things. So this book is coming out at such a pivotal point in time, which I love and admire so much. And for someone who's out there that might be, or even might be listening right now, that's asking themselves, like, what is my purpose? What, what would you recommend? Or someone who's struggling with like anxiety and depression or, you know, these, these mental health issues, what would be a recommendation to help them? you know, in, in that transition to find that? Well, it's a really, really great question. And I, you know, I don't pretend to have an answer that's going to be uh, deliverable in a minute or two that really gets it done. But you know, well, let's look at the combination of things. We'll look at the creative eight, we'll look at welcome to humanity, and we'll look at find your true voice, which are three things that I would say I'm a founder of. I'm also the founder of another one called global madness. And global madness is what brings a smile to my face to some like, dude, this is there's global madness. That's what this is, you know, the opportunity to really look at madness at a global scale and understand that that's the backdrop of the whole thing. Then mm -hmm. we start looking at welcome to humanity, what we spoke of earlier, the idea that pain and, and comfort are all part of the exquisite human experience. We start looking at that and really getting that if you're feeling miserable, that does not mean there's anything wrong with you. I want to say that again. If you're feeling miserable, that does not mean there's anything wrong with you. Let me say that a third time. If you're feeling horrible, that in no way suggests that there's something wrong with you. Not at all. And the present narrative has us believing that if we're feeling terrible, there is clearly something wrong with us. Right. Now, when we get to that notion and then go to a service to have that confirmed, Hey, is there something wrong with me? Yep, there is. Oh, good. That's what I thought. The idea is getting over that hump takes something because there's a real value in learning that there is something wrong with me. When I'm a jerk, if I can blame that on a condition, I'm in. It wasn't me. It was my condition. I'm really sorry to step on your toes. I get it. But uh, I got uh, the blip. If you would have the blip, you'd be stepping on toes, too. So in some ways, there's like, oh, yeah, you can take some responsibility for who you are minute by minute. That's also true. And I don't mean that in any kind of threatening way. Like, that's the good news. Like, you actually can alter what you're going to do next. You don't have to do next that which you've done up until now. There is a freedom to do something different next. I get it. There's habits, and you may think that's all you have to do, but it's not. There are many ways to go through whatever next is. And we'll look now at the creative eight. The creative eight is built on a notion that creativity is at the heart of all healing, creativity and communication. What I noticed before I write that book is that the creation often in the world of performing or visual arts, so art or music or dancing, singing, drama, cooking, writing, gardening, uh, even photography, even cleaning is another one that I've thought of, you know, creating, like actually creating the world around us. All negative vibrational symptoms disappear while we're creating. They mm -hmm. just do. That's not even, oh, or that's just, they just do. That's just what happens. So that's an instant cure, if you will. That's an instant relief while creating. Now, it might return right after, but even if you're expressing through the blues or through uh, drama or through 
sad art or, or angry art, there is an opportunity to express oneself and heal it through that methodology. Now, the back end of that book, and this is a trick I usually don't reveal on air, but I can, the back end of the book has a, we'll say, we'll call it a trump card, uh, you know, because I don't have a good synonym for what a trump card is yet. And, and that is called helping anybody do anything. So what we're really talking about is being of maximum service. And you and I both know that when we are of maximum service, all things negative disappear. Yes. So imagine the fact that all things negative disappear when we're at maximum service and that that's available all the time. That's really good to know. Now, your listeners or even myself as I speak to this, know that when I'm feeling miserable and I don't have a true voice, one way to find my true voice is go into maximum service. Very interesting. And when we start looking at true voice, I think the next thing I just want to say to that is where you are right now in whatever issue you're in it with is totally compelling to anybody who's there with you. If you can speak to your present experience, miserable or confusing or beautiful or wonderful or disconcert anything, if you can speak to your present experience of how life is showing up for you, that will be compelling, interesting, and inspiring to anybody around you. So the value of bringing true voice is not only do you not have to lie anymore, because that's kind of a pain in the neck, really. Not only do you have to make, don't have to make up stories so that you look like something you're not. I mean, that does seem like a waste of time, doesn't it? <laughs> not only that, not only do you get to be authentic, but the truth is it's like magnetic attraction to others when one represents themselves authentically. Using all of these things that I just said and more, the opportunity to bring true voice into your world. And then, you know, and then, my God, if you start looking at, do you really want to deliver this? Let's uh, create a podcast for you. Let's actually have your true voice be broadcast to the listeners that don't even know you exist yet. Those are some of the things I would say to your customers or to your listeners who are wondering, well, how do I find my true voice by now? You know, like that. I absolutely love that, Dr. Fred. That was brilliant. I just, I resonated with a lot of it and there's so much power to your words and everything that you were speaking there. Honestly, I mean, it's, it comes at the heart of conversation and of serving and creating and all of these things. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now I have a question for you in regards to what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? It's one of my favorite questions ever. <laughs> wow. What would my older self tell my younger self? So I've run into little Freddie a few times recently. Uh, this older self has come in touch with him. I think it's something like you're here for a reason. Your pain is important. It's also transformable. So there's the people you're meeting, the odd lifestyle that you find yourself sort of, you know, bumbling through or, uh, you know, beating to a different drummer, it's all going to serve you. And then it's the way it's going to serve you is you really are going to make an impact on this earth before you leave. So hang in there. The, the pain is part of the exquisite nature of humanity. I think there's something like that, like pain deep pain, misery, like even intolerable or unspeakable pain at times. It's not like I invite it to return ever. I hope it never does. But whatever I was going through at any given time, get that that is just being loaded up so that I, when finally counted upon uh, with some degree of wisdom, am going to be able to, uh, you know, 
assist others in making a difference in this in this very complex, complicated, amazingly exquisite life of ours. I absolutely love that, Dr. Fred. Thank you so much for that. My God, you're so powerful with your words. I'm just sitting here inspired, like preach, Dr. Fred. I love it. I love it. Now, you mentioned a few things that you were up to in the world, but like, let us know, like what's coming next. You mentioned the yeah. summit and the book coming out. What else is going on in your world in the next like six to 12 months? Yeah, so the, the summit is a big thing. I've just graduated my first class of True Voice Podcasters. So this is a 13 week course that we did. And we really, uh, working with my partner, we, uh, you know, two different things, really looking at refining True Voice and then really looking at all the all the bells and whistles to create a very world-class podcast. Again, surrounding myself with world-class podcasters, it's really fun and easy to do that. So the summit is about spotlighting them and then having other folks come in and really speak to why True Voice, why now True Voice and how to deliver True Voice. So the summit is right around the corner. It's in just a couple of weeks in, in mid-January. The uh, creation of a community, a community who is willing to throw down right now, like all that you've been doing up until now has been great, wonderful, beautiful, and all that, but maybe it hasn't been your true voice. A community committed to helping others actually find and be and own their true voice, you know, with compassion and with love and with interest and curiosity. That's really important to me too. And this is different than like how to podcast or even Toastmasters, like how to create a speech or how to refine a storyline. It's not that. It's not that. It's about really being authentic to the now. Right. Whatever the bullcrap is that you think is too bullcrap, that is perfect. That's it. That's what we want. We want your nonsense. You know, we want whatever's showing up. I think what's coming around the corner is this idea that global madness, welcome to humanity, creative eight and true voice are all really one brand. We're really talking about one thing, which is, look, you're here for a little bit of time. You've been given the gift of life for at least another second or you wouldn't be. And there's an opportunity to make a difference about who you are, both different and the same as all of us. And now's the time. And so consulting or advising or speaking to groups or more than anything, Pam, I'm really looking to learn, to continue to learn. Like how can we, where is it that we need to be? How can we make a difference? Or maybe more so like where can we find our higher calling? What is it that's here to do? What can we explore and learn from each other and from the world at large? And, you know, nature's got plenty of lessons for us, by the way. Absolutely love it, Dr. Fred. Everything that you're up to in the world and just empowering others and helping them find their true voice because it's, it sends out ripple effects into the world that as you, as you well know that, you know, you pour into one person, they're going to pour into others and it just creates this beautiful energy that continues on throughout the entire universe. And it's just beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you. I think you just touch on a really good point. It's like, yeah, maybe they, maybe that's good for him, but not for me. What you just said is when one creates a space for an authentic self, what that does is open up for another, the same space for their authentic self, not to, not to mimic, but to use the same playing field to bring authentic self forward. I am really finding that people are, are more ready than ever for that. That's good because I'm more ready to deliver it than ever. And having a little bit of a maybe, you know, 40,000 patients later or 63 years later, there is, you know, a full life and a half that I've lived. And there's just what else is there to do? If there was something better to do, I'd do that. But this is actually the this is actually the coolest thing I can think of in the whole world to do. <laughs> 
I love it, Doctor Brett. I love that you, you maybe are. deliver pizzas. I, I could. I, <laughs> we can always add that on the side for sure, and just make the world happy. Pizza always makes me happy. Oh, Doctor Brett, you're amazing. You've got to let the whole world know where to find you and your awesomeness. Uh, social media, anything you've got. Well, everything is going through a little bit of changes. Uh, but if you if, if you uh, look at welcometohumanity.net, you'll find what's there now. And that's going through an upgrade, of course, aligned with with True Voice Podcasting. So True Voice Podcasting is my group inside of uh, Facebook. And there's a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn opportunity to look at True Voice Podcasting. Again, that's sort of being refined and coming out of the ashes at this point. Welcome to Humanity and Dr. Fred. The Dr. Fred brand is more Dr. Fred at welcometohumanity.com, which is my email. I love getting email. You know, I think we're really looking at the summit, which is the True Voice Podcasting Summit. And uh, the links for that, I think you'll, you, we're going to be able to really unfold that in the next one day. So the opportunity of being at that summit, celebrating the 20 folks uh, who are graduating and also celebrating all of us who are eager, ready, interested and capable of bringing our true voice forward. It's like, let's do it all. I mean, let's why not? And and it's not like we have to stop anywhere. Our voices really are being contracted. They really are being constricted and they really are being canceled and they really are being disregarded. And uh, this is not a time to be okay with that. If you are okay with that, that's fine. But it, no one can hear you if you don't speak. And Absolutely. everyone wants to be heard. So if you've got one last shot to say what's important to you, bring it on. Let's go. Let's hear it. And I think that's what we're really looking at. So if any of that is interesting to you, welcome to humanity.net. Dr. Fred at welcome to humanity.net. Uh, hook me up on Facebook. I think I... I have an Instagram and a, and a um, Twitter and YouTube account, but I'm not looking at that as much anymore. These days, it's more LinkedIn and Facebook that I play games on. I love it, Dr. Fred. My God, you are such an inspiration, such a beautiful energy. And I just adore you, everything you're doing in the world. And just thank you so much for being here today and blessing us with your presence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. It's really, really been fun. You create a beautiful space for exploring what's important to us. This is a uh, a great, uh, a great platform for finding what's important. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Fred. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift and join us on the next episode. <laughs>